Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T, today in honor of Halloween, All Hallows' Eve. I'm going to tell you a truly spine-tingling bed crime story about a Border Patrol agent named Luis Santiago. This is a true story, and it comes from a retired Border Patrol agent named Rocky Elmore. He wrote about it in his book called Out on Foot, Nightly Patrols and Ghostly Tales of a U.S. Border Patrol Agent. Back in the 90s, Border Patrol agent Rocky was stationed near San Diego at a place called Ote Mountain. The border fence stopped at the foot of the mountain, and it was among the rough terrain anywhere along the U.S.-Mexico border. If you were out there at night, there were no lights, save for maybe the moon and the stars if they were out. Sometimes it was so dark that the border patrol agent could not see his vehicle the minute he stepped out of it. We're talking about the darkest dark. According to the Native Americans from the area, Ote Mountain was forbidden for human beings. Humans were not supposed to go up this mountain, and they, the Native Americans, never went up there. Only smugglers and the people trying to get across the border and border patrol agents dared to venture up that mountain. And it wasn't unusual to sometimes have a smuggler and a group of wannabe border jumpers up on one ridge and a group of border patrol agents on another ridge watching them with binoculars, night vision binoculars. What shocked this one agent, Rocky, was how close physically you had to be to actually catch someone in total darkness. The agents would hide maybe a foot off the trail, and then they would begin to hear footsteps from the people trying to cross the border. Next, they'd hear the crackle of the brush breaking. The agents said their hearts would start to race the closer these people got to them. And when they got close enough, the agents would step out onto the trail and grab the first person in line, which would usually be the most dangerous person in the group, the smuggler. But even savvy smugglers would freeze for maybe a second when grabbed by surprise in the dark. You have a second then to say to them, sit down. Again, it's all in pitch darkness. The agent said it was always very silent out there, except for these occasions when smugglers and their paid border jumpers would turn up. Weird stuff also happened out there, and if another agent trusted you enough, he might share a story of something strange that happened to him out on Ote Mountain. And one of the stories agents all knew was about Luis Santiago. Agent Santiago was from Puerto Rico originally, and when he was training with the other agents, everyone noticed how worried he was about getting killed. 
One day, about ten agents in training were sitting outside on their lunch break and just talking, and Santiago suddenly blurted out, If you run into a group of twenty up there and they jump you, you're just dead. And that's it. Everyone liked him, and they found him sort of comical, so they just laughed at this statement. That night, Rocky was supposed to work with Santiago. But he came down with a severe cold, and so he stayed home that night. He was later awakened by beeping coming from inside his closet, where he stored all his Border Patrol gear. So Rocky opens the closet, and he picks up his work walkie-talkie. He thought it must have a short because it was off. So he turned it on, and then he turned it off again, and the beeping stopped. He then glanced over at the clock, and it said 12.02, as in two minutes after midnight. The next morning, Rocky got a phone call saying that they had detected traffic coming up the cliffs near a canyon by Ote Mountain. But Agent Santiago broke away from the other trainees, and he ran to the top of the cliff. No one knows for sure if he saw someone up there or why he ran up there. As he got to the top of the cliff, everyone heard him scream. Then they looked over and they saw Santiago's light tumbling down the cliff. Santiago landed on the rocks down below and it had killed him instantly. The estimated time of death was one or two minutes after midnight. Officially, the death was ruled an accident, but no one really believed that. Over the years, many different smugglers and guides have come forward saying that they had information about Agent Santiago's death. This hints at this not being an accident. So the other agents believed that there must have been a smuggler up there who pushed Santiago over the cliff. Later, Rocky was in the Border Patrol jail, and another agent came over and said to him, Hey, Rocky, those prisoners over there, they said they saw Santiago. This caught Rocky by surprise, and then he started to get angry because he thought that these prisoners were mocking Santiago's death. And the other agent said, No, Rocky. These prisoners said they saw Santiago up on the mountain. So Rocky walked over. And he looks at these prisoners, and he said they looked pretty shook up, as if they'd seen a ghost. A few days later, Rocky was back in the field and up on Ote Mountain, and a group of border jumpers were out there, a group of around 30 people. And then the agents watching them with binoculars said, they just stopped on the road for some reason, and I don't know why. The people had just stopped walking, and then the agents heard crying coming from the group. When the agents got over to the people, the whole group was still just standing there. Now normally they would run if they saw a border patrol agents. The people, some of whom were still crying, started telling the agents that a phantom border patrol agent had blocked their path and stopped them. And the agent told them no one was going to pass, and he identified himself as Luis Santiago. At first, the other agents thought that this must be another agent playing some sort of sick joke. 
but the people convinced the agents that this wasn't a case of someone playing a trick. All of them said, we can see through him. He's transparent. He floats across the trail as he walks. These encounters with Luis Santiago started stacking up, and eventually the story got out. Too many people had had encounters with this ghostly patrol agent. This was one of the rare occasions where ghost stories were discussed out in the open in the station, and everyone believed it was legitimate. Over time, the phantom Santiago appeared to be moving toward the cliffs at Otai Mountain, and it was moving along one of the routes used by smugglers. The traffic actually started to diminish in that area after several of these encounters. The agents got feedback that some smugglers were too afraid to take their groups there. Some of the agents didn't even want to go to work on Ote Mountain. In one case, a group of border crossers had gotten left behind by their smuggler and they had run out of water. At that point, they had no food and they were pretty much done for. And the next day, these prisoners were telling the agents who caught them that a border patrol agent came up to them last night, but he didn't seem real. But the agent told them that if they follow the trail, they'll find water at the bottom. And the people did this, and the agent saved their lives. There was water down there. This made the other agents believe that Santiago's vendetta was against smugglers, not the people the smugglers were smuggling. And when he found a group that was about to perish and didn't have a smuggler with them, he would help the people. Well, one night, Rocky was assigned to Ote Mountain, and he sat next to the cliffs where Agent Santiago had fallen and died. And by that time, Rocky had heard about 10 stories about these ghostly encounters. He actually decided to climb down to the spot where Luis Santiago had died. And all of the medical equipment was still there from when they had tried to revive him. Rocky began thinking that maybe if he hadn't been sick on the night that Santiago fell, maybe it wouldn't have happened. After a few minutes, Rocky climbed back up to the top of the cliff. And then on January 22nd, 1996, there was a group detected coming up those cliffs, a group of people hoping to cross the border. Agent Arlo responded to it. And when he got there, this group of people started screaming that a border patrol agent was shooting his weapon and he had chased them off the cliff. Six of the people had gone over the cliff and one of them had died instantly. But the man who died was the smuggler. So Agent Arlo, the first agent to respond, came under suspicion for being the agent who shot at these people and chased some of them over the cliff. The FBI did a paraffin test on his hands and on his weapon, and it came back that Agent Arlo had not fired a weapon. Although this cleared him a little bit, it didn't entirely clear him. So they did a lineup, and the people who had survived this encounter and who hadn't gone over the cliff's edge could not pick Agent Arlo out of the lineup and they're insistent it was not Arlo who chased them over. Finally, one of the Border Patrol agents went into the hallway and took a photo of Agent Santiago off the wall. 
And he didn't say anything to the FBI except for, why don't you show this to them? And the people all immediately identified Santiago as the agent who chased them over the cliff. So the FBI said, call Agent Santiago in. And that's when the Border Patrol agent told them, you can't. The FBI agents are like, why not? And they said, that's Luis Santiago, and he was killed on that cliff last year. The theory that made the most sense to Rocky is that the smuggler who went over the cliffs in this last encounter must have been the smuggler who pushed Agent Santiago off the cliff when he tumbled down the mountain to his death. And this was Santiago getting vengeance for his death. No one ever saw this ghostly agent again. But the night of Santiago's memorial service, Rocky went home and went to bed, and he was sleeping well. But in the middle of the night, he awoke to the same distress signals he'd heard the night of Santiago's death. And sure enough, it was coming from his closet and from his work walkie-talkie. He looked over at the clock, and it said 12.02. Shivers went down Rocky's spine. Rocky felt certain that someone was on the other end of that walkie-talkie and wanted him to press the button to talk. But Rocky couldn't do it because he was convinced that if he did and Santiago spoke to him, he didn't know what he'd say. And Rocky was actually terrified. He didn't have the courage to press the button. He thought, well, it could have been Santiago maybe saying goodbye but he'll never know because he didn't press the button and the walkie-talkie never did that again. Happy Halloween! Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories.